not even just like femininity. She's not just talking about like what kind of clothes you wear, or what kind of mannerisms you use, but to define like femaleness by like being fucked. Like being female is bad for you. <laughs> in like a really sort of like ontologically fundamental way for Catherine McKinnon. Um, and so like the, the like, you know, the dating men thing is just like it's it's part of that um, it, it, it would be part of that, that kind of like horrible uh, confluence of, of like badness that femaleness is. I'm like not expressing this well. No, I see that. Um, so wait, I think that's huh, so would that also mean that the like choice to transition if you're transitioning to be a trans woman is like also indicative that you hate yourself and make bad choices. Yes. Yes. I think that's, so like that's, and that's why like I can sympathize with you. Oh, okay. So like here we found the thread again, which is like, that's why I can sympathize because like on the one hand, like dating men is out, it's like an incredibly stupid idea and like Mm -hmm. no one should ever do it. And you like, it's, it's like, it's, it's a form of, of like slow suicide. Um, (laughs) But, like, so is transitioning to being a woman. Like, it's, it's like, no one should yeah. transition to be a woman. Yeah. It's, like, a really stupid idea. It's really stupid. It's really stupid. It, it's like, so dumb. It sucks. Like, and the best, what's the best case scenario uh-huh. of male to female transition is you're a woman now. <laughs> Bitch. Like, like I literally will, like, I was, I was telling this to a friend who, like, I thought it was a funny thing to say, but then he was, like, he is, he's, he's not trans, so, like, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe, oh, this isn't that funny, oh, maybe I should do this to myself, but I was, like, walking by this group of dudes who are outside of an auto body shop, just sitting on both sides in, like, lawn chairs or leaning on cars, totally. just being extremely, like, I don't know, grease, light, grease lightning about it or something, just, like, very, like, we're men. Um, and in my head as I walked by, because it was one of the first hot days of the year, so I wasn't, like, wearing that much clothing, I was like, they're gonna say something in my head, I'm like, they're gonna say something, gonna say something, please be misogyny, please be misogyny, please be misogyny, (laughs) and they were, like, started talking about my ass, and I was like, oh, thank God it was misogyny, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then telling this to someone else later, he didn't sort of see, like, the relief or the humor in it. So yeah, it really is just like, oh, please let me get to the point where I'm, it's, it's just misogyny. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a weird, weird aspirational goal. Yeah. So like, I, and sense. I really, I really like the idea of like thinking about transition as like, because the thing they don't tell you, right? Like the thing that they don't put on the bottle mm-hmm. in the, under the like side effects main The crystal light transition. Is, <laughs> um, what I don't tell you is that, like, estrogen is delayed release sadness. Like, you're doing this, like, thing that's, like, stupid and it's going to hurt you and alienate a lot of people. <laughs> and then you're also, like, taking sadness juice. Yeah. And so, like, the, the, the like, net experience for me of transition has been feeling consistently worse over time. I totally feel worse than I did before I started transition. That doesn't have to be a universal experience. Uh-huh. But I definitely, I think about it a lot where I'm like, okay, so a side effect of Spiro is literally sense of impending doom. And estrogen, <laughs> a side effect of estrogen is having my emotions more easily accessible and at the ready. So if my feelings are a sense of impending <laughs> doom, it really sucks sometimes. <laughs> Uh, especially when there's, like, a real-world experience that I've chosen to, yeah. like, <laughs> make that feel, like, not just a sense. Um, but do you, do you, so do you regret that choice? That no. stupid choice you made? No, I don't regret it. I don't, I don't regret it. I, um, I feel better worse. You feel better worse? I feel better worse, yeah. Why? Because, I mean, I'm trying to say that in a way that doesn't, like, redeem it through feeling better. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, I, I'm trying to say it in a way that's like, like, I do feel worse, but like, I want to feel worse. I don't know. Like, we have the, like, the, like, layperson's model of desire kind of just, like, assumes that people want things that at least they think are good for them. Yeah. And, like, the error happens in the fact that people have miscalculated uh-huh. what is good for them. And so people, like, people are happy to endorse the claim that, peop- that like, lots of people want things that are bad for them. Uh-huh. But it's, it's understood as, like, a perception error, right? Like, oh, I think this is good for me, but it's not. It's actually going to hurt me. Someone else can see that. Someone else can tell me that. Yeah. Um, oh, isn't, like, if you, are you talking about bad for you? Isn't, like, oh, like, like french fries or, like, cigarettes or Right, right. Or, or it's, something. like, it's, right, it's going to hurt you. It's going to, right. So there's lots of, like, there's lots of, that's, like, a commonplace. Uh-huh. Um, but there's... As if on some level, like, education <laughs> or awareness will, like, Right, right, exactly, that, exactly. that gap of perception. And what, like, what exists, like, the, the assumption of that model is still that, like, people pursue their own interests as far as they understand them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true at all. Like, I think people... I don't think there's any connection between wanting and, and like, the good. Even, even just on the level of, like, illusion or something. Like, I don't think I even have any illusions that transition is good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you even have any illusions that dating men is good for you. No. <laughs> no, I definitely... Any, any that I had, I think definitely, like, last fall into the winter, I had some idea... Or, like, some kind of conception that, like, I could figure out how to get a boyfriend in, like, this new sexual attraction, desired uh-huh. dynamic uh-huh. matrix that I, like, flung myself into. Like, you're in, like, um, a coming-of-age yeah. film. And so now I'm definitely, like, not of the impression that that's um, a thing that I can, like, have as a goal. Because it makes no sense and it only leads to disappointment or something. So, like, I think there's there's no there's no illusion of something um, greater than what I'm experiencing is when it comes to liking men or pursuing men. It's sort of just an acceptance of the fact that like this is what I want and like, and sometimes it might surprise me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um while also trying to keep, like, an open or a more open mind to alternatives, but to not, like, sort of, I don't know. But I guess this whole, this whole podcast is also trying to come from a place of, like, figuring out exactly why I like them. And also I should say that, like, the essay you wrote on liking women, it, so what, what I love the most about it and what was the most sort of, like, um, mentally inception building and just, like, flipped me upside down was, um, their refusal to understand choices and decisions we make, especially when it comes to transition um, and sexual desire, is anything other than what you, like, a want or a desire, mm, and, like, mm-hmm. never something that you're pinned up against a wall um, or that you do out of necessity. Right. Which is usually how transition is framed and also how it's understood, both by people who don't transition or aren't trans, and also by, like, tons of trans people especially, like, early on in transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see the, the utility in that mindset, but sort of, like, trying to flip that into, like, no, I'm doing this because I want to has made me a lot happier. Mm. And, like, um, I don't know, less less feeling like I'm trapped in a state of desperation at all times. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm just doing this because I have to. I have to do it. I'm like, why am I, like, doming myself? I don't know. It's weird. Like, why, why wouldn't I just, like, I don't know, do what I want when I can? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you were understanding it? Like, in terms of your own personal experience uh-huh. of transition, do you feel like you understood it as, like, a need? Or experienced it as a need? Yeah, I think, yes. I think that's... A fair way to put it. I did have some conception of want at the time, though. Um, at least when I tried to understand what to do next in transition, I started just to understand it as um, 
like a, a consequence of transitioning or deciding to transition was that I suddenly became more aware of things that I want and I could express that want or I could identify it or I could act on it. Um, even just down to like, if I go to, to a, a, an acquaintance's birthday party at a bar, I remember doing that a month or two into transitioning and, and realizing two sips into my drink that I like didn't really know anyone. I didn't really want to be there and I didn't really feel like I didn't want to get to know anyone. I just wanted to like go home mm. or like go see someone I actually like. Um, so I finished my drink and like left and I felt better. <clears throat> so that's the kind of thing that I like think mm. of as like, mm-hmm. um, something I wouldn't have done pre-transition. Uh, and it's, it, it was very helpful to me to not get like overwhelmed by all the things that I could change to just wait until I realized I didn't want what I currently had. So like, hair, hormones, um, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, change, like, legal name or something like that, which I've been, like, dragging my ass on, um, but now oh. I definitely for sure, like, do want a different ID and, like, yeah. different paperwork and, like, different, like, I don't want to have to say on my invoice, by the way, make my checks payable <laughs> to, like, this uh-huh. name. Uh-huh. Um, it's just, like, a really annoying <clears throat> thing and also, like, makes me have to deal with even more emails with payroll at media companies, <laughs> which is, like, hell. As a freelancer, it sucks. Um, it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I tell? You, can I help? Can I tell you a sidebar about yeah. about getting my driver's license changed? Sure. Um, because so you can drive. I can drive. Me too. I can, you mean like? Am I allowed or like? I'm just am dispelling I, am I, am the I, dispelling the rumor that capable. That, <laughs> oh, capable, capable. Yes, I'm a good driver. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm like dispelling the rumor that Gabe can't drive. <laughs> um, it's like yes. They exist. <laughs> I'm not now. Just, just for like for those of you listening at home, I am not at all ratifying the claim that Heron Walker is not a mess. <laughs> I am, I am, I am just limiting myself to a sort of like vacant approval of the 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 statement of which I have no proof. I will, I will, uh, I should add um, that Heron can drive. Okay. Um, my driver's license. I drove license. like a year and a half ago and did great, okay? <laughs> I like parallel parked a, a U-Haul moving van. In yeah, 2016. But, like, but, I mean, you know, the question, you know, really I think, Karen, the question that like you and I have in common with yeah. Caitlyn Jenner is... Old Siege. Will we be able... Old Siege is... Will boobs affect our driving? Yeah. She was talking about golf. Wait... So- <laughs> Take it like an old gal like me. <laughs> she was literally, she's yeah. literally like, will, will boobs affect my golf swing? <laughs> I'm just hearing Which her like, shout out the names of, like, hole in one. <laughs> Bird. <laughs> Wait, it's turning into Goofy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love doing shitty Caitlyn Jenner impersonations. And the, the, the beauty of it is that it's hilarious. And the curse of it is that, like, you have to be so selective of who you do it with. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Did I make a good choice in, in doing that now with you? Yes, you made a great cool. choice. So you made a great choice. choice. It was a good choice. Cool. That was a good choice. You still hate yourself. Yeah. Clearly. Um, so is that why you like women? Because you love yourself? No. No, I hate myself too. Oh, okay. I hate myself too. I, I'm... Yeah. I hate myself a lot. Okay. Um, no, and I can, I can talk about the women thing in a second, but... Yeah. Driver's license. I went to the DMV, and it was like, oh my god, the New York DMV, like, this is going to be horrible. And so I had done all my homework. I, like, had my, like, judge thing, my, like, my, my judge-approved um, certificate from the court. I had promulgated that in the, the, the newspaper. You have to, like, go to this oh, Irish newspaper yeah. and, like put it in the paper so that it's real. So I had all of that. Do you have to do it in your, your birth, t- birth town, as they don't say, as in your, in your place of birth, or could you just do it, like, anywhere? No, 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 you can do it anywhere. Oh, cool. you know, So they, they literally send you to a specific, it's the Irish something, I forget what it's called, they send you to a specific newspaper because it's the cheapest <laughs> newspaper in, like, the air, in, like, whatever the right area is mm-hmm. to promulgate it. Um, and then you bring a clipping back to the courthouse. So I went to the DMV, Literally and, like, had seats. all of my stuff and, like, came up to the woman and she was, like, so I said, okay, I'm doing, I'm uh-huh. changing my name 
and she said, okay, do you have this? And I was like, yes. And do you have, do you have A? Yes. Do you have B? Yes. Do you have C? And I just like gave her all of my things. Mm-hmm. And she then like takes them all. There's like a beat. And then she looks up at me and says, like, you have just made my day. Thank you for having everything. Like people come in here all the time and like they don't have something and I tell them they don't have it and then they get angry at me and they think it's my fault. And like you just like made my day. It's just like it's like there's so many it's just like She's working this terrible job. Oh, God bless the people at the DMV. Oh, my God. Not only do they have to deal with people at their worst all the time, they also are a... a, a I, feel, I feel like it's like a comedic trope at this point to shit on, like, DMV employees. Exactly. Yeah. No, she was... So she was just wonderful. So I... This is, this is me saying on the record that I had a wonderful experience at the New York Department of Motor Vehicles. Hmm. And shout out to that woman who I'm sure is one of your devoted listeners. She, she better be. She better be. Yeah. yeah. The like one true ally. Yes. Yes. This um, is lady who was there <laughs> one time. So the needs thing to circle back to this, um, about like, like thinking of everything you do or, or yeah, are, about like, do as you like f- need versus I want to do it. Right. Do you like frame transition as like a need? Uh-huh. Um, and I like the thing that I am most compelled by, um, the idea that I've been sort of, like, working through is, like, because when we talk about need, what we're talking about is, like, a kind of inexorability, like, like a kind of force on the one hand, um, and I really like that part of it, um, and part of, I think, that, like, the thrust of Unliking Women was to figure out a way to narrate desire still with that amount of thrust because the language so like when I say desire I think I mean something different than like choice like the thing about wanting to be trans instead of just like needing to be trans is that the wanting can feel as real as a need like you might as well like whatever have the like have trans brain and like this be like a thing that's like preordained but like the thing about desire is that like it can also have been completely absent. You can live, you know, for 40 years, and then one day, like, a new desire hits you like a truck, Mm -hmm. and it feels like it might as well have been there forever. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing that totally entrances me and interests me about desire, is that, like, it doesn't have to... um, doesn't have to have a history in order to feel historical. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to, like have any sort of ground in order to feel grounded and so like which is not to say I don't think which is not to say like in desire like it always just feels like you're getting jerked around or something I don't think that's necessarily true but um I I I like the idea of thinking about wanting like what I want and, and why I want to as like It's, it's, it's like a thing that's like occurring to me. It's like a, it's a, I am like the, the like multi-purpose room in which like the event called desire like keeps happening. Um, and that like, for me that like opens up like different ways of thinking about, um, a lot of things, not just transness, but. Um, and doesn't rely on, like, right, like, this kind of, like, medicalized, like, necessity, mm-hmm. or, um, being born this way, um, but can still have, like, that same kind of, like, forcefulness. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. Like, I don't, hmm. I mean, like, the, the, the first thing you said, the, like, born this way, or the medical necessity, or anything like that, it feels like the, de- versus, um feeling the desire hit you like a ton of bricks I was trying to picture while you were saying that somebody having their first inkling that they want to transition coming to them is like I was born this way Like it's, <laughs> I, I was trying to think if that's a thing that would ever happen and I couldn't picture that person not to say that like she doesn't exist um, but it seems like the difference between what you say to other people versus what you know to be true yourself in a way mm, mm-hmm, but then that mm-hmm. like 
understanding that what you know to be true won't convince anyone. And transness right. is all about like convincing or possibly deceiving. That's absolutely deceiving. Yeah. And that's how you like <laughs> and I think like I don't know, can we can we can we reclaim lying? Yeah, um, I like lie <laughs> I lied all the way on the bus today. It was great. No one, like, gave me shit because I'm a really good liar, apparently. Like... You are. It's classical. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's genetic, probably, if you're <laughs> trans. But this is all... This is coming back around to my, like, my weird uh, appreciation for Kitty McKinnon, mm-hmm. which is um, the, like, the notion, which, like, I don't know if I actually endorse this intellectually or politically or whatever, but just, like, as a, as a claim which can be, like, which can be put on the table and, like, picked up and tossed around and, and, like, dealt with, the idea that, like, femaleness is being fucked mm-hmm. in, a, in a kind of, uh, uh, like, definitional, ontological way um, is something that I think about all the time. Mm-hmm. I think about it all the time, and it, like, in, in all kinds of different contexts. So the the ass is like the is is the <laughs> the ass is like the window through which I peer <laughs> onto this claim. <laughs> I just pictured you with like a telescope, <laughs> like like one of those old timey ship pirate ship captains, like. Hmm. <laughs> huh. And like it's a great equalizer. It it speaks to the to everyone's capacity. For getting fucked, for getting and therefore, fucked. womanhood. I mean, as as I under her, as I have um, to 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 quote my own Twitter, mm. there are two which kinds. I never do, especially <laughs> four times in the twenty minutes before we started recording. To quote my own Twitter, there are two kinds of people in the world: women and liars. <laughs> which is just like almost a Britney Spears lyric, but like. You know that song Circus, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two kinds of people in the world, those who entertain and those who observe, which I think also holds true to what you said. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like I'm saying, it it could sound like a totally, like, jilted heterosexual kind of, like, there are, like, women and then all men are liars. But what I actually mean is that there are women and then there are people who are lying about not being women. Yeah. I think that's fair. This is I mean, straight Valerie Solanas. This yeah. is like literally what the Scum Manifesto says, is that like all of patriarchy, all of patriarchal culture, the whole kitten caboodle uh-huh. is like a massive attempt by men to deny the fact that they are women. Oh, yeah. Like human civilization is an attempt, it is like a, 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 a historically, globally uh-huh. orchestrated attempt to deny the fact that men are women. I would buy that for sure. It Obviously, just we're both very of, biased. Yes. Um, I would buy that for sure. Um, it's making me think of how sometimes I just look at some men or interact with them and I'm just like, you're just like, tr- you're putting so much effort to just keep it all together. And by it, I mean like, the idea that things are fine or things are good, yeah. I'm good, everything's good. Like it would explain to me if 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 every man is secretly trying to repress the fact that he is not a woman or something or deny that, it would explain to me why men are so short tempered, mm-hmm. why men get frustrated so easily, why men um, don't communicate at all or clearly or often enough. Um, why men are resistant or stubborn to different changes, um, why men have an almost obsessive, compulsive way of understanding and pursuing the things they like, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. way down to, like, oh, well, my wife's body changed, gotta get a new wife, I only like this kind. Right. Um, <laughs> like, instead of that just being, like, misogyny, what if that's, like, like, um, like, pe- like OC- people with OCD who only eat yellow foods or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I can mm-hmm. only have mashed potatoes in bed. It's like, well, would you like some broccoli? Like, no, just mashed potatoes. <laughs> At the table? No, in bed. Right. It's I'll a very... It's a ve- I mean... But with women instead of food. <laughs> Patriarchy yeah. 
is just one big clench. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Oh, the, they're literally clenching up their um, doorway into womanhood. They're, they're right. They're universal vagina. They're like a universal like remote. <laughs> like a universal remote? Did you just say that? I said a universal vagina like a universal remote. Oh, yeah. Goes with anything. Well, some um, men are exploring it more publicly. Like, I feel like the rise in um, comfort among, like, a broader population of people and talking about getting their ass eaten or talking about, like, maybe even getting pegged mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm. I feel like speaks to, or even just, like, a finger in there or something among people who, like, historically have been resistant to admitting that. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the people they're having sex with. Right. Who they want to them to do that to them totally totally um but it's there's something there's something like both really like sort of lovely about that and like really bad faith about it insofar as like it is there's still some sort of ward in in place yeah that like keeps the man a man afterwards right like somehow oh you can still do this and you're still a man or you can still do this and you're still straight right because those were oh because those were the reasons why you wouldn't and why you might have been like resistant to even trying this thing that is supposed to just make you feel good is that like it will mean you're gay or which in many men's mind is the same thing as being a woman right which is the first step towards being a woman because um, I'm, I'm extra gay. Because if a personally. right, because if because if a straight man like sort of maybe has like some sort of like plausible deniability about uh-huh. not being a woman, even though yeah. of course we know he, that he is, like gay men have much fewer legs to stand on. Mm-hmm. It's a it's like it is the like it's the first, the first mm-hmm. like you've you've sort of like let in the enemy, um, and it doesn't mean like obviously you know so so like uh, <clears throat> Tim Dean. This um, uh, queer studies scholar has a book on barebacking, which I think might actually be. Oh, it's right there. See, unlimited intimacy by I can't, Tim I Dean. Can't read. Um, I can't read. can't read. No. She can drive, but she can't read. Let the record show. Um, unlimited intimacy. No. Right there. <laughs> so so, but he talks about how like in barebacking subcult uh-huh. in the barebacking subculture that he. Um, that he's sort of, like, embedded uh-huh. in for writing this book, um, there's sort of, like, an, uh, a rhetoric of, like, taking it like a man. So, like, there's, there is, like, a, a kind of rhetorical structure in place to, like, make sure um, that... Um, there's, there's, like, a rhetorical condom mm-hmm. that, like, keeps you from being turned into a woman. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's, like, becomes, like, a, you know, like, a show of, of like, a display yeah. of... of Manhood, bottoming as like um, not showing how vulnerable or hurt you are. Right, right, right. Because you're so tough that you can like get fucked. Right. So clearly, there are these ways to like engage with the asshole that aren't that are at least at least on the surface don't have to do with being don't don't like uh, don't require that one gets feminized. We could like argue about that, but. Um, but yeah, so like there are totally, there are totally ways that like it gets rationalized. Um, but, but I don't know, maybe there's still something slightly, maybe there's still something a little dishonest about it. Like there's, so you're saying the bad faith thing comes from, like on the, oh sorry, so on the one hand it's, it's, oh yeah, it's like. Isn't it great how, like, straight says people are like, I love, I'm, like, open and comfortable talking about getting my ass eaten or, like, like talking about my girlfriend fucking me. But take that one step further and it's actually, maybe, is it that great when they've just essentially redrawn the borders or the boundaries right, of right, their right. secure, powerful identities right. or something? They just expanded, oh, it's, it's like an expanding of what the powerful identifier is or something. Right. Or there's um, like, Like, for, I can still be a man. I can still be straight. Or for straight men, I think. And now I can do this too. <coughs> right. Or something. Um, or there's like, so I think like in the case of like, um, men who sleep with men, like straight men who sleep with straight men, uh-huh. which is obviously like a category. Mm-hmm. Um, MSM. I hope we didn't like blow anyone's minds. Um, <laughs> Have you read, wait, have you read Not Gay? 
one of the things she's talk, she talks about is, is like sex among members of the military, mm-hmm. right? Where there's like these like humiliation rituals like that are part of, of someone's asshole. Yeah, so these like really, really like kind of um, abject like performances of, of not, not even performances, abject like sex acts that involve often like like really sort of like um like very like they're not just like anally oriented it's like very very extra anal Mm -hmm. um and my theory about that especially because we're talking about like you know we're talking about like the u.s military um is that there's like bottoming there is like incorporated under straightness it's like in in order to like not become a woman which Mm -hmm. is always the fear if we've established that like the problem with men is that they are in denial about being women um these like elaborate sort of like homoerotic um or just homosexual uh rituals are like so as to like detour bottoming into male homosociality it's like instead of um instead of being feminized you just become sort of like gay for a minute Mm -hmm. and it like keeps you from accidentally like popping out in heterosexuality but like on the wrong side as the woman Uh so it's like even that even those humiliation rituals are i think still like a kind of very like complicated reaction formation against being made women. So it's like, you know that that might happen. You know that something might turn you into a woman. And so you go ahead and you do it. Uh-huh. You go ahead and you bottom. You eat the trash out of someone's ass. You like, or you, you know, you uh, suck off all the guys on your floor. Like, whatever it is, these crazy rituals. Uh-huh. Um, and you do that as like a sort of like inoculation. Again, it's like getting the, sh- you know, getting like a couple of the. Like you made it out the other side. Right, exactly. Or like, like you- a witch. It's like if you throw her in the in the in the in the lake or something, <laughs> and with a boulder <laughs> strapped to her, and she does come up. She wait, no, this is no. Back to what you were saying. It actually would it's like be a your shot. Witch. It's yeah. like a shot. It's yeah. like you put a little bit of the disease into you, which and is it, like and it treats your body. Vaccination. Yes. Which is like yeah. witchcraft. Actually, vaccination <laughs> is insane. Not, wait, oh no, not that I'm anti-vax, not that I'm anti- no, I just mean, like, who thought, like, some, like, French, ugh. You're saying it's wild, like, it's, it's very yeah. interesting to it's think wild about. that, like, someone figured this out, that, like, hmm, if I take this cow spore and put it on either the cow or the person in, like, a cut, they'll actually, or, like, this, like, diseased patch of skin and put it in another cut, it's just, like, it's so gross. <laughs> As a way to, like, get less gross. Like, I'm going to put, like, diseased skin in clean skin after making a small cut, and then it'll make sure that you never get the disease. It boggles the mind. Yeah. It's insane. I feel like it was, like, freebasing if you were, like, a French scientist in the 18th century. It's like, I'm going to put this, like, fucking cow skin in this pig or something. Mad with power. Um, But I I think with uh, the military, like, hazing stuff, it seems to back up the, the, Catherine, Catherine McKinnon, Kate McKinnon. Catherine McKinnon. I keep wanting to not say Kate. Not McKinnon, Kate McKinnon. Like... <laughs> Kitty McKinnon is Kitty like McKinnon. Kitty is her like yeah. Yeah, I kept like I was like don't say Kate McKinnon, don't say Kate McKinnon. Um, <laughs> I would love just like as a so like Kate, if I can just address Kate. Do it briefly. She listens. Um. You totally have to do a movie in which you play Catherine McKinnon, like Kate McKinnon as Catherine McKinnon is like. Just, like, a, a dream project. Please, let's make that happen. Okay. Um, so, with the whole, like, subject for object or, like, being a woman is mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just the state of being degraded, these hazing rituals seem to be about degradation. And, right. like, opting into a sort of, like, like, you're going to be, you're, you're the, mm. you're being degraded for our pleasure right now, or, like... It's and and through like being degraded and then hopping back out. It's but like in, fun. But so right, but in like a controlled yeah. way that's like framed yeah. so that like it doesn't it doesn't carry into like the world. Mm-hmm. It's the same like in in a totally different idiom and like under wildly different circumstances, like the BDSM contract is also like the point of the BDSM contract mm-hmm. is to um, make everyone a top. 
because you everyone signs the contract and therefore is like you know sort of like legally equal to each other it's a democracy of tops mm-hmm. and then all of the like <clears throat> crazy wild stuff that happens within the BDSM scene which you can describe in terms of doming and subbing and whatever is like all happening under the banner of um, everyone consented to this no one is like getting no one is get, people are getting degraded yes but not in a way that like threatens their like personhood um <clears throat> doms and subs are both are, are, are two different kinds of top mm-hmm. like the point of the BDSM contract is to remove bottoming mm-hmm. like the real kind of bottoming which is nothing doesn't have to be spectacular and um doesn't have to be spectacular and degrading and doesn't have to be rape either but bottoming like um, I mean, you know, like, think about, like, the, the, did you read the Chloe Dykstra or Dykstra, whatever her yeah, name was, yeah. right, this Chris Hardwick stuff? Uh-huh. And she's describing, like, these sexual encounters she has with him, and she calls them sexual assault. Yeah. Um, and, but they're, like, they're incredibly banal, uh-huh. right? Like, there is, like, a sense in which she's just, like, getting fucked. Yeah. Um. And it's not, like, world-shattering. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't have the sort of... Whether you decide you it's sexual assault it's or not... Or, like, out of the ordinary when you, like, think back on it or you describe it to someone. Exactly. Exactly. And they're like, huh, that's not totally normal. But in the, in the moment, it's, like, part of this, like, kind of weird, like, continuity. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, kind of still, like, well, I guess it's, like, this is, like, my life, I guess. And, um... Which is, like, this is not to say, I, I don't want to reduce everything to, like, the, the that medium piece, but, like, I, on, on some level, like, that was, the question in the piece was, like, why? Yeah. And she attempts to give an account for it, and says, like, oh, I, I felt like I was, if I just kept digging, I would hit water eventually. Mm-hmm. But that's not, like, just describing an abusive relationship. That's just, like, describing heterosexuality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, like, some faith that plays a fundamental role that convinces you of a possibility that... I've, I've also described this in the past as almost, like, liking men sometimes feels like a nostalgia for something that I've never actually experienced. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah, it, it makes me think about Lana Del Rey a lot, too. Yeah. Because so much of her imagery and everything... I mean, it's, like, all about sort of this, like... Um, capitalist, heterosexual, patriarchal kind of, like, I'm both, like, I want your money, your power, your glory, and I want everything you'd give me, but I also am completely, like, not in control of the situation at all. Yeah. But trying to give yourself a sense of agency while also, like, aligning yourself with a, 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 a modality where, like, you have no agency. Yeah, because like, that's the thing about Lana, is that yeah. it's, like... And there's the Americana and the nostalgia and the, like, sort of vaguely, like make America great again adjacent shit going on too. Right, I mean, there's, like, on the one hand, this, like, there's on the one hand, like, a totally un, um, unpretentious earnestness to Lana. Like, she really does just, like, want the, like, the man who is usually the, like, usually the addressee of the song. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, that's, like, so real and, and... Um, you know, she's not, like, routing it through, like, uh, some kind of political project that's Mm -hmm. gonna, like, make it part of something that's okay. She's not, like, reclaiming heterosexuality Mm -hmm. in some sort of feminist way. Like, at all. And then on the other hand, there's, like... She's been very averse to the question of, like, um, are you a feminist? Right, right. And she's just like, why are you asking me this? Like, ask me about astrophysics I think that's fascinating I was googling about astrophysics before you started this interview so like she's got this thing on the one hand this like real earnest optimism Uh but like that optimism doesn't feel like excitement and joy and and like Mm -hmm. happiness it feels like this like sun bleached dry flat like kind of like I mean she has like dead affect right like the, the these or what is what is the song from from the first album where she sort of like talk sings 
It's like, like oh, it's like off the third the song. Yes, where off of the like, races. She goes from like, oh, that was the first one where it was like, oh, she's doing something interesting yes. here. Because where she suddenly yes. turns into her like internal voice to then her like, ooh, daddy voice. Yes, yeah. yes. And this like, she's she's sort of singing, but it's her. It's like her voice can't even, it's as if she's been asked to sing mm. and like this is all she can muster. Mm. And what she's saying is like, I'm going to put on my red dress and you're going to look at me. Yeah. And, like, it's describing the scene of, like, preparing herself for him to enjoy her. And she, like, can... It's, like, all she can... That's, like, all of her in that moment yeah. is just this sort of, like... Uh, this, like, falling. She can't maintain the tone. Yeah. She can't... It's... And I find it... I'm so compelled by it. Yeah. It's, like, definitely a thing that, like, even the songs where, because her, her most recent album, um, I've loved so much, partially because, like, there is some sense of, like, joy in it, which was unexpected. She's smiling on the, on the and album the cover, cover. But it's, like, also, like, <laughs> but the songs themselves, even the ones that, like, if you were to listen and not, like, actually, if you were to hear them but not listen to the words, you would think, like, oh, that's a lovely song. Mm-hmm. But even, like, the one that's, like, um, uh like, Brooklyn Baby or, like, Groupie Love or something. Like, Groupie Love sounds like such, like, aesthetically a very loving, warm, caring song, but it's all about, like, watching this dude you sleep with sometimes from the audience and, like, hope that everyone watches him watching you or, like, that when he, like, winks at you, everyone sees Mm. it. And it's still a totally subservient, totally, like, conditional relationship she's describing, one where she's just, like, holding out for, like, one more hit. Mm, mm, of mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. um, and that seems like a really consistent thing with her like a lot of the themes of her, or the stories in her songs are about like a woman who's just like waiting to the next time she can get another hit like it's an addictive thing or like something that sustains her mm-hmm. um, the real source of sustenance is that encounter with that man and the thing that keeps her going in between those, like, hits of sustenance is, like, thinking about how he'll, like, respond to her and mm. what a good job she'll do. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's a desperation yeah. to it. Um, but that's never, never like, frenzied desperation. Always, like, like, um... I mean, it's, yeah, it's, like, a, a quiet, low-energy mm. kind of, like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know the word, I mean, I, I really, <laughs> I really like that we're talking about Lana, I think she's, like, a really good figure <laughs> for, like, this question of, like, why do I like men? Yeah. Like, Lana Del Rey likes men. Oh, yeah. It's not clear that Lana Del Rey likes liking men. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's definitely not clear that Lana Del Rey has a good time <laughs> liking men. No. Like so much of so much of. So there's this wonderful like play of like, optim- optimism and pessimism. Yeah. In her, right? Like, um. What what is the line? I'm I'm I was, something something looking to get fucked hard. Right. Like she, in in the land of gods and monsters. That's that song. Oh, okay. Um. But she's 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 totally, like, dedicated to this project of liking men. Um, and it's, like, clearly, like, diminishing her. It's clearly, like, sapping her and, like, turning her into, like, like, kind of a husk or, like, a, like, a mannequin or a, um, she's, like, having herself, like, emptied out in pursuit of this. Um, and she's gonna like keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, keep doing it, Lana. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get any sense of. Um, there's a growth when it comes to, or there's like, some. It's not a dynamic relationship. Sometimes it seems like she's approaching it in new ways, but never something that's sort of like I've learned my lesson. Yeah. I don't think she learns anything. Yeah. No, and, and like, <clears throat> and you know that, like, Lana, like, the persona Lana Del Rey, like, you would like to, like, spend time with her, but, mm-hmm. like, 
the last thing you want to do is, like, go and, like, have dinner with her and her boyfriend. She's also someone who, at least the, the persona of her that, like, is all over her music, is in, immediately, I think, of that friend who you, like, had to stop hanging out with because all she does is, like, complain about her boyfriend. Right. Or, like, right. In ways that are also sort of, like... <clears throat> This isn't a good relationship. Right, it's, it's like, like, this guy is fucking trash, yeah. Lana. And so, like, her only friend becomes her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friends. Yeah. Because, like, whoever her boyfriend happens to be at the time or something. Because, like, all of her friends eventually were like, you don't listen to anything I say, and I don't want to listen to anything you say. <laughs> so, we're at an impasse. And there's something, and I think, like, the appeal is that there's something so, like, brutally honest Mm. about heterosexuality yeah there like she, that she's just like really it's like a really um there's something really faithful about that kind of representation of like what is it like to like men yeah slash also be like a woman who likes men mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Especially when most other depictions of womanhood or liking men are either just, like, love is great and good, or, like, <laughs> I don't need you anymore, like, oh, pussycat dolls, huge liars, I love the song, but, like, I don't need a man is, like, <laughs> I don't know, Nicole Scherzinger just, like, lied for three and a half minutes. I love that song so much, but it's... It's, it's like the anti-Lana honesty thing. Mm. Just like, I don't need a man to make me happy. I'd rather just be free. Or like, I don't need a man to make me happy. I'll do it on my own. I forget what the lyrics are exactly, but it's definitely, I don't need a man to make me happy. And it's like, can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> Literally cannot relate to that sentiment. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to say in closing. In closing. Yeah. Do you think that there is, so with Lana, I was saying, like, there is no, like, sort of growth or dynamism to that relationship. Do you see possibility for, for someone who, whether they're, like, men or women, do you see, like, that relationship with desire is a dynamic one or do one that you're like more trapped in do I think there's hope for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think I think desire changes all the time that's definitely true I don't think it changes in a in a way that we I don't think like we reliably like intervene and change it I think it just like changes because, um, like, of course, the, like, what, like, the separatist in me wants to tell you is just, like, don't date men. Like, yeah. you idiot. Like, feminism is the ideology, lesbianism, separatism is the practice. Oh, oh right, exactly, yeah. right. It's, like, the, like, it's the only, that, like, is the only logical extension uh-huh. of feminism. We have, like, sort of, like, repressed that because, like, Separatism doesn't actually work, mm-hmm. and we were really embarrassed by it. But um, and it led to like a lot of like shitty music. But <laughs> but on like a like fundamentally in terms of principles, yeah, like oh yeah, like Beyonce's best music has been all about her husband. <laughs> like you can go back and read these like lesbian uh, like periodicals, these like underground lesbian magazines from the seventies, and like find women being like. I'm conflicted because, like, I don't really like the music that we play at our <laughs> things, but, like, I know that, like, ranking music is, like, hierarchical and patriarchal, but, like, also, I feel weird because I don't like it. <laughs> so, like, that is the problem of separatism in the nutshell, is, is, is that, like, no, like, I don't think that I can just tell you. I can hold out that, like, you'll be one of those trannies who, like, yeah, is so, becomes so infatuated with like, the image of herself as a woman, that she just, like, confuses that with liking women, uh-huh. which, like, is a totally a thing. Uh-huh. Um, you could, like, go full Gigi Gorgeous. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, um... She's, like, <laughs> incredible. 
She's incredible. She's incredible. God bless her. <laughs> Happy engagement, Gigi. She's absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh my god. And you can find yourself a nice little Justin Bieber butch, like she did. <laughs> I almost did, but she had a fucking primary, and I'm not going to kill myself to be someone's secondary. Let the record show. But so there is hope, then. Yeah. There I is still hope. get some DMs from her sometimes there when they look hope. like a slut on okay. my Instagram stories. So there's hope. In yeah. terms of men, what advice can I even give you? I don't know. Like, you're, you're gonna... The, like... This is the thing. Is you like, don't have to. That's not like a No, I know. No, I know. But like, this is the thing. Is like, I'll say one one more like Me Too related thing. Okay. Which is, I've been thinking a lot about the Aziz Ansari story, mm-hmm. and Grace in that story. The women mm-hmm. they call Grace, and what she says to him at some point in the encounter. It's not even when she leaves, but at some point in the encounter, she says to him you guys are all the same, you guys are all the fucking same. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the, like, most striking moments of the piece. And the thing about that statement is you guys are all the same means I've been here before. Yeah. I recognize this. And it means I will be here again. Like, maybe she's not going to go on another date with Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. But if you guys are all really the same, then, like, the next date will be this also. Mm -hmm. It'll be a different version of this, but, like, it will be the same thing. And so, like, what's what's so heartbreaking and also very compelling to me about that line, you guys are all the fucking same, is that it's optimistic. Like, what, what, what breaks my heart is that, like, she, in this moment of, like, kind of, like, humiliation and discomfort and, um, and, like, uh, uh, he's, he's being awful. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing that is hurting her, the thing that's, like, digging into her is, like, her own hope. Mm -hmm. Like, she believed that he wouldn't be, like... She believed that he wouldn't be bad, and then once it turned out he was bad, she's gonna, like... She's gonna go on a date. She's already been on dates with other people. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's like they na- they literally gave her a name that means <laughs> one more chance. Oh God! Right? Like, yeah. Like I can, you know. So I can sit and 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 hope that like not hope that you have such a shitty experience that like it turns <laughs> you off to men forever. But like I can hope that like somehow, at some point, your 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 hope will be so, become so so brittle that when someone applies pressure it breaks and something else happens Uh but like if hope and faith are basically the lifeblood sustaining heterosexuality from a woman's right perspective but like i don't you know i don't know that that's gonna happen and like i don't think that um the thing that kind of sucks is that like on some level you don't want that to happen either yeah you like your hope yeah you like men the premise of this podcast is that you like men. Like, that uh-huh. in and of itself is just, like, it's, 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 y- you like men whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And so, there, there's, I don't know, there's only so much I can, there's only so much I can offer you, and there's only so much that you actually want. Because, like, we're talking about, yeah. like, I I can uh, describe to you a version of yourself which wouldn't like men, but it, like, wouldn't be you. And, like, there's no reason that you should want to become the person that you'd have to already be in order to want to change the person you currently are. Mm -hmm. Like, there is a different version of you that exists, but, like, and maybe she, maybe she doesn't like men, Uh but, like, you as the, as the man liker are not gonna get there through liking men. Yeah. And there's no reason that you would want to become her mm-hmm. because she isn't. She doesn't want the thing that you want. Uh-huh. So like, yes, people change, but also like, I respect not wanting to become someone that you'd only want to be if you were already not yourself. Mm-hmm. I respect that. So that's one good thing I'm getting out of liking men. <laughs> Your respect. <laughs>
That's like, that's good enough for me, I guess. It's more than I got from any of the men. God. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up at a place where I, where I respect you for yeah. liking men, Heron Walker, but somehow, yeah. somehow we're there. Yeah. Um, so we have it on record. <laughs> One person respects me. Thanks for her talking to me. Thanks for having me.